Welcome into the Puckcraft Podcast. This is an instant reaction from the Spring Classic earlier this evening, which Sean Brown won in dominating fashion with a 32 under 100. Something to keep in mind is the last four winners at uh, Lilliput were 103, 105, 107, and 109. So that number continues to get lower and lower. Sean, with only one bogey on the day, that was on hole five. He had a four. Everything else is birdies, pars, and eagles. Eric Aselius comes in second now for the second straight event at 23 under par, nine strokes off of Sean Brown's lead. Sam Lampadat with a very impressive performance at 22 under par, tied for third with Zach Caselius at 22 under. A tie for fifth between Josh Benish and Tom Loftus at 17 under. It should be noted that Josh was in the final group with Sean Brown, only three strokes off the lead after the front 18 had a 53, only one bogey on that front 18 on hole 10, and then the wheels fell off slightly. Tom Loftus, uh, 17 under, 115. Uh, in seventh place is Sean Anderson at 15 under par. Um, he went 62-55, so a, a really nice second round improvement there. Anthony Dunkel also with a nice second round improvement from a 62 to a 57. He was 13 under par. Cameron Hasselius, uh Speaking of second round improvements, from a 64 to a 58, he was 10 under par. Mike Pendleton, in his second performance or his second Puttcraft event, was 8 under par. Uh, Matt Wyman, coming in at 10th place, or coming in at 10th place, 11th place, excuse me, at 7 under par. Jason Peterson at tw- in 12th place at 1 over par. Matt Langer in 13th place at 6 over par. And Kathleen Malone in 14th place with 14 over par. Um, very few aces this evening. Josh Banish actually had two aces on 18. He aced the front 18, or, the, or 18 on the front 18, and then 18 on the back 18. Anthony Dunkel added an ace on 18, and... Matt Wyman added an ace on 18. The only other hole that was aced tonight was hole four, where Sam Lapadat, Sean Anderson, and Mike Pendleton uh, had aces. Sean Brown, with his, you know, his 32 under 100, didn't have a single ace, uh, interestingly enough. I wonder, actually, if that's happened at Lilliput before for any of the winners. I bet it has, but let me check. It's happened several times. Actually, Lilliput, as you know, is not a uh, course with a great deal of aces. So a 14-person event tonight. Again, Sean Brown runs away with it. And the question, there's a couple of interesting questions coming out of tonight's event. And, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about the number one player in Puttcraft. He wasn't there tonight. He wasn't there at the last event either, and that's totally fine. Sean Brown went six months without a victory and now has uh, gotten gotten his groove back, if you will. And not only one last or two weeks ago's Loon's Nest uh, event, but 
also, you know, completely dominated tonight. The best tournament score at Lilliput that we've ever had, breaking it by three whole strokes. Um, and, you know, and, and Sean will admit probably there was a couple of, of strokes that he left on on the course. You know, if, if you if you just compare his front 18 to his back 18, both of them were 50s. But um, he had a he, he had a bogey on five on his front 18. Um, and, you know, if here, let's put it this way. Hole three, hole four, hole six, hole seven, hole 11, hole 13, hole 15, 17, and 18. He had the same score on the front and back 18. Hole one and two, for example, he added two strokes on the back 18, just on those two holes alone. So obviously there's always going to be opportunities for players to, uh, you know, but, you know, give strokes back, take strokes, however you want to put it. Uh, so, you know, but still just, just an, just an outstanding performance there from Sean Brown. Um, and, and, you know, Eric Asilius is one Oh nine. It would have won or tied, um, at the original Lily put open, um, a couple years ago. Now that was Sean Brown's winning score that night was one Oh nine. Um, so Sam Lapidatin and, and Zach Asilius would have been one stroke off of that one Oh nine. Again, this is a different time. It's a different event, different players, different field. Um, but you know, I, I knew Sean was the favorite. I knew this was a really strong course for him. I didn't realize it would be quite like this. But this says more about Sean's performance than I think it does about the rest of the field. The rest of the field did fine. Um, you know, 23 under, 22 under, 22 under, those are top five finishing scores, right, at Lilliput. So, you know, and, and then it just so happened that the, the winner happened to be, you know, nine strokes above. And Lilliput is always a wide margin of victory. It's been five strokes, four strokes, four strokes, and seven strokes. It should be noted that that seven-stroke victory uh, for Sean Brown last year was the previous widest margin of victory. Now it's nine strokes. Um, so nothing, you know, my camera was bad luck tonight. Every time I was taking a video, something somebody was missing a putt, somebody was going out of bounds. I did not get a lot of great footage tonight because I I just felt like I, I, I was bad luck and I was expecting to come back and look at the scores and be like, man, I think the field had a rough night tonight, but they really didn't, you know, they really didn't. And one thing I'll note is that, you know, the range was from 3,200 to 14 over, which is probably the largest range we've had at Lilliput. But I wonder what, what the, what the median score was here. Um, compared to other events at Lilliput. I'm going to check that real quick. Okay, I'm glad I checked that because I, I, I had this feeling throughout the night, and again, it was just probably the feeling that I was seeing through my lens, that the scores were going to be um, higher than they normally were. I, th I thought it was a rough night for the field. That That is actually not the case. And I'm going to give you the median scores here of the four other events at Lilliput. Um, the la t tonight's median score was 14 under and the last of event that we did at Lily putt was 14 and a half under. So technically that, that field was a little bit stronger previous to that. It was eight and a half under 
previous to that, it was 10 and a half under. And then the first event we did at Lily Putt was five under. And that's the middle score. Basically, if, if there's, if there's 11 players, um, it's the, it's the player or it's the score of the person that finishes in sixth place, if you will. So, you know, overall a, a, a pretty strong field tonight. Um, Sean was just too much. He was just too much. And when he gets a lead late, he doesn't have to, you know, he generally plays pretty conservative. It doesn't surprise me to see him have no aces tonight. He's not necessarily an ace player like Matt Rolstead is, but you give him that five, six stroke lead at the end, and he's just not going to make mistakes. Again, he went, um, 30 straight holes to finish the event without a single bogey. And, you know, if you look at, you know, honestly, I was expecting to see those last five, six holes to see a lot more pars. He only had one par in the last six holes. He had two birdies, a par and three, uh, excuse me, two eagles, a par and three birdies. So it, it's really, really, really was, it, it, it was going to be impossible for anybody to come back. Um, you know, towards those, towards the end there. I would have loved to have had Matt Rolstead in in attendance tonight. I'm just going to say that now. It would have been really interesting to see um, how that would have changed things. 3,200 is a great score. That's never happened at Lilliput before. Would Matt have topped that? I don't know, right? Matt's best score at Lilliput was 27 under. So, can't count him out. We don't know. He wasn't there. It didn't happen. You know, it is what it is. So uh, two events so far this season, Sean Brown with two victories. Um, just a couple of, I guess, larger observations. Was very impressed with Sam Lapidat tonight. Um, I asked him how he pronounced his name. He said it. At that point, my phone battery had died. It's never died at a Puttcraft event before. And um, I was going to, so normally I would use a voice recorder to say it. I need to do that with Josh too, because I always mess it up, but I didn't get the chance to. So regardless, a really, really, really solid performance from Sam. He had one other uh, previous top five uh, finish before this one, uh, but but just really really awesome to see a new face in the top five. Um, Tom Loftus continues to uh, just be incredibly consistent. I want to say, let me take a look here um, and see how many top five finishes in a row Tom has had. I know Zach is at six and Eric is at five. Tom Loftus would be at. Just two, actually. Just two for Tom Loftus. Uh, and then while we're at it, let's take a look at Sean. Sean would now be back at four um, as well. So Matt's still in the lead on the top five finish front. I want to say he's at somewhere around 13. Of course, the record uh, is held by Sean Brown. Um, I want to say it was 24 off the top of my head here. Uh, what are some other high? I don't really prepare for these. This is why it's an instant reaction podcast. Um, good to see Mike Pendleton out tonight. He had uh, been at the Grand Slam event a couple months back. Uh, he's a Northwest Metro guy, so hopefully we see him um, at some more events. I think he could be a really, really, really solid player. Um, spoke with Jason Peterson before the event about uh, you know the. My, what's the word I'm looking for? 
assertion. It's late. My assertion that his double eagle on 14 had some luck to it. And um, I stand by that assertion, but I don't stand by it as strongly as I did six hours ago. That's a tricky shot. And I saw a lot of a lot of balls go out of bounds tonight on 14. Um, it would have been really interesting to track that because um, I don't I, I just saw a lot of balls bouncing out of bounds all night, truthfully. Um, but it might have just been bad luck and bad timing from where I was at. So, Jason, all credit in the world for that ace on 14. Nearly had an ace on 13 tonight. Again, we discussed this on the last podcast. He is the only person to have had uh, an ace on 13. Um, A couple of holes where the wheels fell off for folks. Um, You know, I I mentioned earlier, uh, Josh Benish had a seven on 13 and eight on 16. Cameron Aselius with a seven on 10. Um, and then as we get closer to the, uh, to, to the bottom of the leaderboard, you know, we see some sevens and eights, um, which, which isn't overly uncommon. You know, normally you look towards the bottom of the leaderboard and you're going to see that. Um, but you know, surprising to see, uh, Josh add nine strokes to his, uh, second, uh, round. So, you know, I think Sean wanted, the uh, course record wasn't able to snag it, went 50-50. So Brady Storhoff's record stands for at least a couple more months. And I think that's really it. It was uh, a really good event. I love that course. It is uh, big. <laughs> it's a big course. Big course. And, uh, um, you know, a lot can go wrong. And and tonight for, for a couple players, uh, there were some holes that I think many of you would love to have back. So by Monday, I hope to have, I mentioned this on yesterday's podcast, the entire rest of the summer schedule uh, put out there. There's going to be one, possibly two dates where the course is going to be TBD. And the reason that is, is because there are a couple of courses on the outskirts of the metro that I still haven't visited that I want to visit. If those courses work, I'm going to plug those courses into those TBD slots. If they don't work, we'll add another trip to Como Park or add another trip to Veterans Memorial um, and go from there. So I think they're going to work. And, you know, it's an opportunity for us to add some potentially far, well, in this case, far west metro uh, folks to Puttcraft. So, okay. Congratulations again to Sean. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for attending tonight's event. It was a blast. Weather was pretty good. And uh, we will see you in a few short weeks.